0: Welcome to The Connection Podcast. I'm Jason Keister, the show's producer, here with hosts, Drew Boreen and Lexi DeLuna. Let's get ready to connect with somebody new today. Today, Lauren Schofield, say hi, Lauren. Hi. We have two Laurens in a row. You guys excited? Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. We also have our, our special uh, returning guest host, de DeSoli, say hi, Christina.
1: Hello, the one and only.
0: <laughs> and we have Chuck DeSoli. I am here as well. And someday we'll be <laughs> able to get you on the show to make fun of Drew Christina, but it's, it's not I gonna know, happen know, It never today. happens. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, Lauren, we're, we're glad to have you here. Um, and as you probably know, we, we start our show off by um, asking you to give your sacrament talk intro. You're in a new ward. You're telling us who you are, let's go.
2: Okay, um, well, my name is Lauren Schofield. I grew up in Modesto, California. Um, born and raised there, you know, all the way till I was 18 years old. Um, came up to the University of Oregon, and I ended up graduating in business. And um, I am now married. Actually, tomorrow is our four-year anniversary. Um, if you were to ask me how long it feels like I've been married, probably a lot longer, like nine or ten years. <laughs> but <laughs> four years tomorrow, and we have two kids, uh, Marin, who is two and a half, almost three. And Charlie is nine months old. And what else should I say about myself?
0: <laughs> well, I think I think first of all, talking about your kids. So tell us about the name Frog. Oh, yes. And where that came from.
2: Yeah, it's probably weird for some people to hear. Man, man. And so that's how we would walk around with her. And Chad at one point was like, she looks like a little tree frog on you. <laughs> and um, we actually left the hospital without naming her. So we just really didn't know what to call her. Um, and so Frog was her name for a while and then um at her first birthday she got a lot of frog themed things backpacks and toys and books and things so it's it stuck
0: i like how chad just throws frog around there like we're supposed to know too yeah. <laughs> When I first met him he was saying hey frog hey frog and i, I was like
3: i'm just gonna go with it
2: yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> what's, he, what's he talking I, about this
3: could be your pet this could be fine <laughs> that's right like frog, like uh, as far as how, how did uh, the position go on you?
2: She Well, she was kind of a big baby. I mean, she was like nine pounds when she came out. So she'd start up here kind of on my shoulder and like she'd slowly just kind of slide down my body because she was heavy and it couldn't hold her any other way. So she would just kind of be right here on my, somewhere between my chest and my stomach and just kind of in that little yeah. frog position that babies are in.
3: <laughs> That's right. I remember like when uh, Christina and Kayla. Oh dear. Yeah, I had them in kind of a football, you know, holding them like this, and they're just totally straddled on my forearm,
2: and uh,
3: kind of in that frog position as well, Mm. but it's uh, just, I don't know, just fit like a glove.
2: Not too bad your nickname isn't football, then. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's funny.
0: Well, I would like to, if we can jump in here a bit, I would like to hear about your conversion story and how we can go from there.
2: Yeah, Um, I... I guess it starts a little, all, all the way back, I guess. So when I was young, um, I'm, I'm not born into the church or anything, um, and my parents divorced pretty early, and there was kind of no like set religion for me. My mom grew up Catholic, um, and so it, she was the C&E churchgoer, which is Christmas and Easter. And so you know we would kind of i would go with her me and my brother and her um we go to church on christmas and easter and other than that i kind of uh was exposed to different i guess religions and churches through friends mostly just you know if i was at a sleepover or whatever and their family went to church the next day i would join them um or friends you know invite me to different activities or things like that um but you know i didn't really have any um any certain one that i would follow and so when I was in junior high, I made some new friends, and um, they invited me to things like youth conference and girls camp, um, you know, mutual sometimes. So I think you see where I'm going with this. They were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and I guess it was a few years into our friendship, probably more like in high school, when they actually invited me to start meeting with elders and taking the lessons. Um, and so. why you're here, here, where you're going, what happened after this life. And I don't, it just kind of felt like these puzzle pieces were coming together in my head and um, it was all making sense. And they were saying that they explained to me that that was the spirit working and that's kind of how how I feel it. Um, And so uh, after high school, I graduated, um, came up here for school, like I said, to U of O. And my freshman year, I all of a sudden got really homesick, which I had never been homesick in my life. Um, I went to all kinds of camps, you know, week-long camps and just like never had an issue being away from my family or anything. Um, But I just felt this weird yearning to go back home. And Easter was coming up, and I was like, well, you know, it's kind of of ingrained in me. I got to go to church (laughs) on Easter. I got to find somewhere to go. And I remember my friends telling me about something called Institute, so I looked up the address and I showed up there. Um, it's on what East 16th Avenue. I think a lot of us in the area know the Institute building well. Uh, I showed up there at 10 a.m. on um, Easter Sunday. And when I walked through the doors, um, of course, you know, sister missionaries just like they scuttle, they kind of hurry right up to you because you're someone new. <laughs> they haven't seen before and they're all excited. And um, I, I, i couldn't even speak i was really overcome with emotion of feeling like i was in a familiar place um even though i had never been there before and i it just kind of clicked in my head i'm like i think this is what i've been yearning for this i think this was that i was homesick for my heavenly home um not so much my earthly home and um You know, I think the sister missionaries probably felt like they found like this golden egg because I I knew everything already. I had taken, you know, several years worth of lessons, I feel like, with the missionaries before. Um, So like two weeks and later, I was baptized. And um, yeah, and now here I am.
3: Um, When you were, okay, you said that you were going to churches here and there with friends. How old were you when you started doing that?
2: Oh, I mean that was kind of all throughout growing up so you know elementary school junior high high school um,
3: yeah okay and, w- and when you're uh, going you know like to your friends was it something that like intrigued you at the time or you just like yeah and just like
2: I know it yeah I would say it just kind of felt like the respectful thing to do you know if I was at someone's house and they said a prayer before a meal and you know I bow head and pray or if if they invite me to church I, I say yes um it just felt like felt like the nice thing to do. I wouldn't say that I felt really all um like intrigued in what uh was happening at church maybe. Um and I think actually some of it really didn't click until my friends invited me to um, a sacrament meeting where I was sitting there I'm like this is, it's rules. exciting and mm-hmm. colorful and yeah it's you know that's fun and all but um I don't think it felt like anything real until I I sat through a
1: sacrament meeting. Okay. Cool. Huh.
3: Had something. Uh, another question on the top of my head. I just can't remember what it was now. But that's that's pretty cool. That that you felt like, you know, that's that yearning for home, and then you just kind of, you know, in college, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and perfect. then you
3: were able to uh, feel that going through the institute doors. Do you have any family in the church?
2: Um. No. Well, I guess later on, my mom got baptized a um, few years after I did, but. I mean, other than that, no, I, the little bit of family history I've done, it looks like that maybe, you know, enough generations back, I did have some kind of early pioneer ancestors, which is pretty cool. Um, So yeah, that's been kind of fun to find out.
0: One thing that's interesting to me is, you know, you're making this move on your own and and converting to the church. Was there any pushback or any, what was the reaction to your family like at that point?
1: Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, so I have... My dad and my stepmom um, and then my mom and I'd say my dad and my stepmom were kind of like, okay, like that, you know, I guess if that's what you want to do, you know, they didn't really ask necessarily any questions, kind of, you know, what it means to me or what I believe. It was just sort of like, okay, that's cool. Um, And then my mom, because she has more of, you know, like the actual background of understanding, you know, what religion is, I guess. she was kind of all for it. She's like, oh, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then that's all that matters to me. And, um, you know, then she kind of piqued her interest a little bit. And um, that's why eventually she ended up getting baptized as well.
0: Were there any particular principles um, or teachings of, of the church that interested you? Or was it more just kind of the feeling you had when you went there?
2: Yeah, I think overall, the thing that I always kind of gravitated towards and really fixated on was the plan of salvation and just um I guess maybe the focus on family I think what really drew me to these member friends that I had was just when I'd go to their homes and when I would hang out with their families it was just so comforting and like nice and just I mean the word homey, you know like that just came to my mind whereas my home life wasn't always that way and so I I think I just kind of craved that and wanted that um and then, yeah, as I learned about the plan of salvation, I was like, I was just fascinated by it, just understanding the whole purpose of it. I I feel like in high school I went through just like the like a mini life crisis or like an identity crisis. Like I just kept asking myself, I was like, who am I? What do I want to do? Like I have no idea, and I just felt like lost. You know, I don't know why fifteen and sixteen year olds shouldn't feel lost for any reason like that. But <laughs>
0: when does when does he enter in?
2: He he likes to say that he converted me. But um, no, I mean, his his biggest role was he did give a talk at my baptism. So I'll give him that Um, he I met him kind of in those few weeks when I was, you know, they call it investigating. But, you know, I was basically on track to get baptized. Um, There was a really fun group of people at the YSA and he was one of them. And, uh, yeah, I met him. I think we have different stories we have we have my first time that I remember meeting him and then we have his first time of meeting me so I again that's, that's kind of a funny well, story That's right <laughs> yeah I, I,
0: now I need to hear both <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
2: well I feel bad because I actually don't remember the first time I met him and so that's why there's like two different stories he, I'm
0: detecting a theme here I'd like YSA is like YSA amnesia or something. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: you listen to the Kirsten yeah, Woodward episode yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, funny funny stuff happens in that building, I guess. Um, he claims that it was one of my first Sundays. I think he was sitting in the back with a buddy, and he kind of like nudged his friend. And was like, "Hey, who's that?" And the guy's like, "Oh, I don't know. I think she must be new." And Chad, um, Chad's like, "Watch this. I'll I'll like get her number." Like, I don't know. They had some kind of funny bet and I'm walking you know back down back to the back of the room and he kind of stands up and goes hi I'm Chad I go oh hi and I kind of just keep walking and his friend was like yeah nice good job and Chad's like okay you know what game on and so I think after that he kind of made it more of a point to talk to me Um, and I don't have any recollection of that because I mean if you know anything about the YSA awards like I if you're new there everyone comes up and says hi to you so it I think it just got lost in the blur of everyone introducing themselves to me. <laughs> mm,
3: so this is when you're first new there, then.
2: Yes, this was like maybe a week or probably yeah, probably a week after I first showed up. So I just I really didn't know anybody, and everyone's yeah. saying hi to yeah. me. Um, but the first time I remember talking to him was at some YSA um, event, like a dance or something, and. And I must have been alone at a table at some point because he came up and started talking to me. And um, I kind of thought it was weird at first. (laughs) I just remember (laughs) thinking, like, who is this guy? And at some point he said, oh, my name's Chad. And I remember some other people kind of commenting like, oh, you haven't met Chad yet? Oh, just wait till you meet him. Like, he's, he's a character. And so when he said that, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the Chad that everyone's been talking about. Um. But yeah, and I guess we just haven't really stopped talking since.
3: What drew you back? Okay,
2: because all my—I mean, ever since I went to church that day, like all my homesickness went away, yeah. and I kind of felt like all I wanted to do was come hang out with these people that I finally felt like I had something in common with. Because I think I was very somewhat unique of a person on campus. You know, I just—I wasn't into partying. I wasn't into all probably the normal college stuff and um you know i think it's a bit comical because i you know i remember being in the dorms and everyone's talking about you know the crazy rage and who did what you know whatever all these crazy stories and i'm thinking like oh i like i just got back from playing ultimate cabbage like <laughs>
1: with <laughs> these church
2: people and um, you know i didn't necessarily share that with them but i'm just kind of like yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily fit in with these other people. Like, I feel way more comfortable um, with the people at church, and so uh, that kind of kept really, me coming back.
0: Really big sidebar here. What is ultimate cabbage? Oh yeah,
2: um, it's basically ultimate frisbee, but with like a literal head of cabbage, and, <laughs> and as you're playing it, it falls apart, and yeah, <laughs> really fun stuff over there.
3: At what points? did you start mainly going back because of Chad there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever went like there mainly because of Chad.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, um, but but you know, looking forward like,
2: to Oh, kind of like like when we started like actually dating maybe? Or even before, I mean like. Um, actually, yeah, I guess so he, started kind of hosting a lot of stuff at his house like he would have game nights and he would have movie nights and um he was nice and like invited a bunch of us to like, go to the lake one time and so I just felt like like it was kind of he was like the fun person that um I was always excited to see what he was coming up with next um and I mean I can see now that I think he was also looking for excuses to see me as well <laughs> um you know but everything kind of had to be in a group to like Yep. not be too suspicious <laughs> um but yeah i think it happened pretty quickly i think we we were excited to see each other pretty often pretty early on yeah it's fun
0: <laughs> thanks lauren um i had a few stories to go over um i'm looking at christina and chuck are there any stories you wanted to dive into here
1: absolutely boat trailer <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yes another fun one um Let's see. Chad and I were probably dating. I don't think we were engaged yet. Um, he, I'm sure you'll have all heard, he I, he has a boat. That's the rumor that goes around. Yes, he does. Um, we go to the lake quite a lot. Sorry, and- <laughs> well, it's like the whole process of like when you're bringing the boat in and or like I guess off to off the trailer. It's like you someone has to hold the boat near the dock and then um, you know, someone goes and gets the truck or the pickup or whatever it is and backs it down the ramp and then you have to kind of switch places and then he has to drive the boat up onto the ramp or onto the trailer and it's just like a lot of logistics happening and it can take a while and be very inconvenient um, when only one person knows how to do all that stuff so he was like you know this is uh this is getting kind of ridiculous I think you just need to learn how to like back up the boat trailer so we don't need to do this like switching thing every time and i was like okay that's fine i'll learn how to do it and he's like yeah we'll just take it to an open field or you know somewhere that's um safe for you to learn how to how to back it up uh yeah that didn't happen so we were just at the (laughs) lake one time and he's like oh it looks pretty um there's not a lot of people here i think this is a good chance for you to learn how to do it so he just kind of tosses me the keys and like lets me (laughs) off at the dock and i said well i don't like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, just no, left is right and right is left. And I said, I don't even know what that means. Like, I am going to break your, I'm going to break all your stuff. And like, I mean, we're not even engaged or married. And I'm like, just his girlfriend at this point. So I'm terrified. Um, so I. So
3: that says something. He's built a lot of trust. In I,
2: know he, I don't know if it was like trust, but he was just like really lazy at that point. Um, so he's like, yep, yeah, no rush. I'm just going to hang out here. You go just drive the pickup around, and just go wide around the corners. So that was like my two pieces of advice I got was wide around corners, and left is right and right is left. So anyway, I I kind of want to impress him, but I'm also so terrified. So, um, I yeah, pulled the- I'm this guy's boat. Right I, I'm just literally <laughs> thinking, like at least like the boat was on the trailer at this point, but I'm still thinking like, I'm gonna run into someone else. I'm gonna hurt someone else's boat. And yeah, I was very worried how that would go. Uh, so I pull the um, I pull the pickup out. I kind of get it around the little I don't even know what it's called. You have to kind of go around this thing to pull up and then back in um, back down the ramp. Um, and it was one of those situations. You like I get when I'm doing this. There's like no one in sight. I was like, great. Like I'm gonna be able to have all the space. I won't have to worry about other people. And all of a sudden, by the time I'm like getting in, getting around the roundabout thing. There's like three other people. I was like, okay, where did <laughs> you all come <laughs> from? <laughs> so why are you here right now? Um, so I pull up and I'm starting to back it up and I'm just like I'm trying to like inch my way down. I'm trying to go super slow because I like I don't under I don't know, you know, how much it's gonna like turn the trailer or how fast I'm gonna go, whatever. Um, and you could tell that because people who have boats? They care very much about them, and um, they're very worried about other people like hitting them. So this one guy's like eyeing me. He's like, he just knows right away. I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> and he's watching me. And I'm like trying not to look at him, I'm, like trying not to cry because I'm like everyone is watching me, and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so he kind of he eventually walks over, and he like has me roll down the window. He's like, um, are you okay? Like, do you know what you're doing? I said I don't and I just start crying I'm just like I don't know my boyfriend like wants me to back this down and I have I don't know what I'm doing and he's like okay um, yeah like let's just make sure like to not hit anything so so he's like walking me down the whole ramp and I don't know if you've ever been to Fall Creek but when the yeah. water's low it is a very long <laughs> ramp to go down so he's just taking it step by step he's just like a little bit left a little bit right a little bit left and he's up like, oh, try again he has me pull up I mean I pulled I had to straighten out like 10 different times um and all the while i I look back at chad in the lake he's just laying out like on the back like soaking up the sun listening to music like has like not even watching me just like has no care in the world
1: Uh,
2: i was like i was so mad but i eventually got down there and he pulled the boat into the trailer and he's like see wasn't that great wasn't that so much easier i said absolutely not that was to, like terrifying and horrifying and i'm so embarrassed because this guy had to walk me down <laughs> and i'm in tears like crying in front of a stranger um but luckily it has gone a lot smoother since that day and uh I, i'm kind of really good at it now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's
3: funny. So you had three three vehicles waiting for you in the beginning. Did you just have more than three? Oh my gosh, yeah. I
2: I honestly I don't even know. I kind of blacked out what? after the guy walked up to the window and asked me, like, "Do I know what I'm doing?" I am like, "I am, I don't." <laughs> that's fun. Like,
0: at least it's jackknife it. I'm yeah. backing in a boat—that's a flex.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, man. it's kind of a cool thing I can say now. I've gotten pretty good at it, um and I guess it was a little bit of a learning experience for me, like, oh, I can, I can do new things, you know, I don't know why at some point I thought, like, you get old enough and you just, like, can't learn anything new or do anything new, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that helped me be like, oh, well, if I can do this, okay, what else can I learn, what else can I do?
3: Nice.
0: New skills. <laughs> yeah. Riffing off that a little bit, what are you most excited about learning right now? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. Oh,
2: uh, pfft. I mean, the thing that is kind of on my mind right now is potty training. Oh. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, um, I don't know that I'm all that looking forward to it, but you know, I think the outcome will be nice when at least one of my Eventually. kids with an diapers, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yes. it's messy and smelly, but <laughs> it'll be nice when we get through it.
3: Yeah, I uh, w- once you've gotten past those stages, it's like it's like turning a new chapter in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I bet. oh, we're done with the diapers. Yes. You know, it's like, <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll still have one in diapers. But, you know, it will be nice to not have two kids in diapers.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> one who's a little more self-sufficient.
3: And then if they can get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom by themselves, mm-hmm. that's another page picture. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. laughs> I know. First, it's like getting
2: them to sleep through the night. And now it's like, oh, getting them to go to the bathroom all own in the night.
3: <laughs> yep. A lot of milestones. <laughs> Um, I got a question about your gymnastics.
2: Oh, yes. Um, It's kind of funny. It used to be like my whole life. I did it from age four to 14. um, And I competed for six of those years. And yeah, I mean, to me, gymnastics is just like the best sport ever. Um, I think it helped just give me all like the athletic abilities I have right now. so, yeah, I don't know. Together. What was your favorite event? Um, I think I did the best at beam. And, okay. Um, yeah, I. it's kind of terrifying to be on like four inches of wood, you know, up four feet high doing, you know, what people call flips and things like that. But um, I think it's also kind of the adrenaline rush. And it was it's just really a cool sport to be able to do.
3: Yeah. Did you ever always glued the TV when the Olympics were on?
2: Oh yeah, I love watching uh, gymnastics and the Olympics. I get stoked for stoked for that. Um, I don't feel like I know as much as I should. I'm not like uh, I can't like say any gymnast names right now, honestly. Um, so I don't follow it all that much. Um, but I do, I do love like watching. Like OSU has a gymnastics team, and U of O has the acrobatics and tumbling team, and so I still very much love to watch it and uh, occasionally coach it when my life allows that time. Oh, hey. Awesome,
3: good thing. That was pretty neat. Um, did you have a favorite? Uh, you you said you don't know their like their names, but uh, any particular Olympic year or uh, like uh, team that you liked?
2: Yeah, um, I think growing up, like the big name was Carly Patterson, um, and so I remember when I went to a camp called Woodward, which it's kind of funny—they have the gymnastics side and cheerleading, and they also have the BMX and like skateboarding and. Um, that kind of side of the camp, which, you know, I guess we're all learning kind of similar tricks.
0: Yeah. You see that stuff all over at Mount Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they have, um, you know, I guess we all need the same sort of like equipment to learn how to do that stuff. Um, and she, Carly Patterson kind of like showed up one of the days that I was at the camp. So that was like really cool. Um, and then I, I do remember there was a team, it must've been 2016. Yeah, no. What year did I graduate high school? So 2012. There was, um, I think they called them the Fab Five. There was five of okay, them, um, okay. and I, actually I don't remember names. I just remember thinking like at one point we had a team of five and we called ourselves the Fab Five. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Is
3: it Dominic or Mochiano, or she I can't remember. I'm I'm from like way back for like uh, Kerry and Dominic Dawes. Just, uh, uh, I, did,
2: I met both of them at Woodward. I like, had no idea who they were because uh, yeah. they were before my time, but I did meet them. Those names. Oh, that's awesome. They were there. <laughs>
3: that's cool. And so you can still do handstands? Yes. Like do
2: I'm definitely not as strong as I used to be, and my core kind of has been shot you
1: know, from my <laughs>
2: pregnancies, but I can still do a few things. Like, yeah, I tested it the other day. I can do a handstand. I can walk on my hands. And uh, we went to a trampoline place the other day, and I could still do a few things.
3: So along the, uh, lines of learning new things, you know, you got your body training, um, is that something you want to get back into? You mentioned about coaching and stuff, uh, or is there something else you want to veer into?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have the time to commit to like actually getting back into like gymnastics shape. Um, but I, yeah, I do, I do like to stay in shape enough, I guess, to be able to coach it and kind of like, you know, demonstrate the things that I need to demonstrate, um, And the, in the past few years, because I wasn't really like doing gymnastics, I was like, well, what other, what's something I could kind of push myself to do? And so I was like, well, I hate running, so I think I should try and get myself to like it. So I, I ran two half marathons and I think that was kind of something fun to like force myself to do. And I, you know, at one point I actually enjoyed it, um. I am in no running shape right now whatsoever. <laughs> but it was fun to do it. And, you know, now I have those two medals. So that was kind of fun. That
3: was pretty cool. When did you do that? That, the marathons?
2: that was um oh probably like twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen.
3: Okay.
2: And yeah, it was actually kind of cool because that was see, twenty nineteen was when they had torn down Hayward and that was that's normally where you finish the race. Yeah. Um, so I got to finish it running across Austin. So that was kind of a fun experience.
3: Nice. How long did it take you to get in that shape to do your first one?
2: Um, about four months. I think I remember I didn't want to worry through the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas about it. And I also was just procrastinating. So mm-hmm. I think January was when I started training. Um, and I went from like, I, like I could barely run a mile Like, I could do it physically, but I felt like my lungs were on fire, and my legs were going to fall off, so uh, eventually I got strong enough. I ran, like, three times a week, I think, and, yeah, it took about four months because the race was in April.
3: Okay. Nice.
0: Well, I have a question. If nobody else has one, I want to know about the show Friends, (laughs) because... I've watched through the entire series real talk. I watched through twice uh, and I've always tried to talk my wife into it, but she says the laugh track, (laughs) she can't get through it. What is like your elevator pitch on the show friends?
2: Oh man. I, I mean, I guess I'm just speaking personally, but for me it's just become the ultimate comfort show. Like I, I don't have to watch it. If it's just on in the room in the background, I just feel, I feel comforted and, I mean, you know, obviously the jokes are gonna be kind of for that time, back in the '90s, know, early 2000s. But I think just overall, um, you know, like Rachel's style has it has not gone out of style, and um no, it's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah. If anything, um, you know, I think each character just kind of has their little quirks to them, and um, you know, you can't even pick a favorite because they're all so great. Um, and I don't. So I have this weird thing where, like, I hate throw up like I can't hear it think about it like I can't see someone even cough too hard because I'm worried they're going to throw up um and so friends is a safe show for me there's no (laughs) barfing um yeah like the office has a few so it's like I just you know I don't want to look over the screen at the wrong time and see someone throw up so uh I don't know if anyone else has that issue then friends is a safe one to watch
0: actually that's a good pitch for Camille because if all I have to do is go whoop yeah and no. she'll she'll start kegging. yeah <laughs> for us
3: also <laughs>
1: yeah. no it's, it's a real no. fear it's a real fear
0: <laughs> did you ever wish that you had like a friends group where you're just like in and out of people's apartment each other's apartments oh my gosh and, like, yes uh, i like
2: because i think i started kind of getting into friends in high school and so i just assumed that's what life would be i'm like
1: i'm out to <laughs> I, I thought
0: it was, it was like we're just gonna be all hanging out
2: Right, and you realize now they're probably, like, like just a little too codependent on each other, but yeah. it's, like, it looked so fun. Um, yeah, um, I don't think that's how life goes for most of us. <laughs> I never ended up having
1: that.
0: Where do you, where do you guys want to go now?
1: Um, well, I'm thinking, because we've already covered, like, you're part of the love story, how you've met, and mm-hmm. you're dating. How about we go to, like, when you got proposed to, and, like, with your fingers? Oh, or yeah. Things, yeah, what your is with the fingers?
2: <laughs> <laughs> So another... I guess that starts with another story of Chad having me learn how to do something. Um, no, I wasn't really learning how he just was, he has this pickup and it has um, what's it called a canopy and he needed help getting it off his pickup into the garage. And um, so this, this was over the summer, I think of 2018. Um, so it's like June. So we were not engaged yet. Anyway, so he had me helping with that, and I, I don't know, I was in this really awkward position trying to carry it, and all of a sudden, um, one of the windows, like, closed down, and it closed on my fingers, and I was just, the way I was positioned and carrying it, I could not see my fingers, so I just, like, didn't know how to get it back open, and I, all I could feel was, like, my fingers were stuck, and I'm, like, so I'm in panic mode, cause I'm, like, I can't get my hands out, and I can't see them to, like, unhook the thing that I need to, like, unhook, and he's on the other end carrying it so it's not like he could just drop it and run over and so um, I don't know eventually I basically just like yanked my hands out but they were <laughs> all my nails were bruised and like my fingers were cut up and I don't know fingers take forever to heal like the bruises have to like just work their way down the nail um, and unfortunately he like was kind of planning to propose already so I think a month or two later is when he proposed and my fingers still hadn't healed, and they like didn't tip off any of my friends to like help me get a manicure. So they were just black and blue, and then I had this like really nice shiny ring on my hand. And, yeah, it was unfortunate.
0: I'm just thinking of the Facebook photo you see, Ugh, and it's yeah. like you need to see a doctor. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> yeah, my i i don't think i had facebook at the time so like i wasn't posting that but yeah my family was like um lauren i think you need to go get a manicure like you need to fix this (laughs)
3: let's see so he proposed to you and uh then what would you guys do after that
2: um then we planned a wedding and we so that was august yeah we got married in february of the next year um and February was quite an interesting month in Oregon. You just kind of never know what weather you're gonna get. Like right now, you know, yeah. it's basically yeah. snowing outside. It might
0: be snowing. That would be a really special episode <laughs> if it was snowing during.
2: Yeah, and like even on our wedding day, we um, we had all the weather. I mean, we showed up to the temple. It was snowing at some. It was raining most of the time. It was um, kind of like crazy winds. Like in all of our pictures, everyone just looks
1: miserable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Your eyes are watering, your hair is everywhere. And such a happy day. I, yeah, <laughs> right. happiest day of our lives and our pictures you know, really show it. <laughs> um it's up in Portland? Yes, Portland. We got married in the, or sealed in the Portland Temple and had a reception up there as well. Um, and yeah, luckily, I mean, we were smart and planned ahead and chose an indoor venue for the reception. So, you know, at least it was nice and warm in there. Um, yeah. And then we I found out I was pregnant about six months later. And that was Frog. She was born Mother's Day in 2020. Um, And that (laughs) was like kind of a crazy experience too, because it was, you know, sort of the early stages of COVID. So it was just, um, just a weird, I guess, time to be pregnant and have a baby and not be able to see anybody.
3: Oh man,
0: that's gotta be weird. It was weird because you're going to doctor's visits and a lot of the time family's not able to come in with you. and.
2: Yeah, I went to, I mean, so let's see, March was when like the real shutdown happened. So I only had a few handful of um, appointments where, you know, I was like masked up and had to come alone and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, the hospital, I think it actually kind of worked out. Like we were, I was allowed to have Chad in there, which was that was a big relief to me because I was worried about doing it all on my own because i had heard about horror stories, you know, just women like they're being denied any kind of um, second person with them in the room. Um, but I think it worked out. I don't think I would want anyone else in the room with me. I would, I don't think I wanted family to come visit me right after a really long labor and pushing and I'm just exhausted. So,
3: yeah. Um, going back just a touch, how was, I'm just curious, planning the wedding?
2: Um, it was good. I mean, I, I'm not one of those people who had like, a a vision of my wedding growing up so i kind of didn't even know where to start i was just like i don't know what colors i like you know i just all of a sudden was a blank mind i was like i don't know what i like and i don't know (laughs) what i want to do um but i think it actually went pretty smooth um you know kind of once you get the bigger things like the venue and the day and all that and like the dress uh once you get all that figured out things kind of fall into place
3: i know like just recollecting back with the person and wine. I doing it, mm-hmm. actually mostly her yeah. and trying to get things under a budget. And, oh, uh, man. it was, it was interesting. you know, what you come up with trying to get a venue and things going, uh, haggling with some of the restaurants, haggling with, um, Olive Garden, with getting things set up there. <laughs> but, uh, and then luckily one of her, uh, brothers was able to do this elaborate balloon, um, um the decoration thing in the, one of the uh, churches and so, um, I was just kind of curious how if you had any issues as far as like planning together, uh, budgeting, all that stuff. I don't know. Just
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he definitely kind of stayed out of it. He's like, I'm going to let this be your thing. I mean, we kind of talked about budget together and you know, like what maybe each of our families could do, you know, to help save money. Like, Oh, my aunt, um, like Chad's aunt did a great job with the flowers. So that was like, a, that was a huge help. Um, and just, uh, all the little details. He, you know, I kind of ask his opinion and he's like, whatever you want, whatever you want. I, he's <laughs> gone. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, a go. So, you know, <laughs> later on, he's like, why didn't we do this? And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I asked your opinion. You <laughs> told me I could do whatever I wanted. So, you know, no comments after.
3: <laughs> Gets what you get. And don't. Yeah. 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 Um, real estate. When did oh, uh, you get to that?
2: that um that was also kind of early pandemic or like when I didn't know um I was pregnant with Marin and I had a job um actually at Richardson Sports here in town and um you know getting closer to the end of my pregnancy and just kind of like do I like what's this gonna look like like am I am I gonna keep working somehow am I um am I just gonna stop working altogether? um and then Chad um He was kind of like, well, you know, I hate realtors and all that, but I think you would be good at it. Um, Yeah, great advice, right? He's like, I hate them, so you should be one. (laughs) Uh, It actually worked out because, you know, I could do, I got all my training done and all that from home and took the test and got my license. And um, uh, I did a little bit slower than I probably should have because I kind of didn't dive into until after Marin was born. Um, but I think it was actually just like a really great thing for me. Um, I could still feel like I was contributing, um, you know, to the family and, um, feeling like I also kind of had this thing to myself, you know, cause I think when you become a mom, it's just like, all of a sudden it can become a hundred percent about the baby and you just kind of forget that like, you're human too, and you need to grow in other ways. And so it was nice to have something that was sort of challenging to me and, um, you know, it was also nice to be able to to have an excuse to talk to other adults. You know, I got to make calls and like, you know, instead of doing the baby talk, I got to talk about professional things. So I think that was nice, really nice to have. Um, and I, I do technically still do it. Um, it's just been slow with two kids. I've kind of, I just slowed down a lot, um, but it is still something that, you know, I'm keeping up my license and Okay. yeah. So when friends and family um, want to buy or sell, then I, you know, I can still do it.
3: Ah, all right. Keep you in mind. So you do that. So basically kind of like part time. When it happens. Yeah. There was a
2: good year and a half where I felt it was almost full time. I was doing a lot of it. And yeah, for right now, it's more part time for sure.
3: Is it something that you want to like really delve into in the future? Or is it you just want to keep it part time?
2: Yeah, um, possibly. I think, you know, I don't know. I don't really know how many kids at this point we'll have. um, And I don't. I can't even like fathom like them all being in school and having you know part of the day to myself Uh, but I could see myself kind of um, you know revving up I guess when I do have those hours um, just kind of when the kids are at school or something
0: I think we do kind of need that right I remember like I was playing golf with the owner of Crumble cookie one day
2: oh Austin twos yeah yeah
0: and uh I told Camille about that and she's like oh is he hiring and I was like I didn't know you wanted a job. And she's like, <laughs> I hate being at home all day. <laughs> I, was like, I like it for most of the day, but I need like an outlet
2: mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It becomes really important. Like, and it, not even always about the money, but just like having something to do, like something that kind of sets your schedule, something that, you know, can be challenging or, you know, get you around other people. Um, yeah. Those are really nice things to remember to have.
3: What's, um, what about it? Is it that you that that you like um,
2: about real estate? Yeah, about real estate. I'm,
1: I'm um, interested.
2: I think at least for me, I've I don't think a lot of real estate agents say that they like working with buyers, but I think that's kind of become some of my favorite people to work with because they kind of become like just fully trusting in you, especially first time buyers. They're kind of they don't even know where to start. They don't even know what questions to ask, and it's nice to be able to like. Here, let me help you. Like, this is where we can start. And, you know, this is kind of how the process works. And um, I think they, they just, they will actually listen, I think, and work with you. Whereas sometimes other types of buyers or sellers, they just, they kind of think they know it all and they're sort of telling you how to do your job. And, you know, I don't know. At that point, it just doesn't Mm. become quite as fun. Maybe I like the educating aspect of it Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, just having, someone like to we can bounce back ideas
3: Hunt of what they like are you matching what they're saying and versus what you see in stock out there
2: yeah yeah that I love looking at all the houses that there are to see you know it kind of gives me ideas for my own home or you know just kind of seeing um even just how people decorate I don't know it's just been fun to like kind of house hunt kind of you know match make you know oh you're like this home and new buyers like you guys will just be the happiest couple <laughs> so yeah I think that's kind of the fun part of it
0: I think there's something kind of cool just as an outsider with that relationship with a first-time buyer because you're probably getting to know them better than some of their family members know them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're yeah you get
2: some intimate details <laughs> yeah
0: and then you're like getting to hear their dream basically mm-hmm.
2: right yeah no it's really fun especially kind of those the couples who are starting out, um, you know, I've had fun with people who, like, you have a baby on the way. And so it's just kind of fun to, like, walk through homes and, you know, they're, oh, this room would be great for a nursery. Or, you know, if you're planning to have more kids, like, you know, then here's the other bedroom and here's how you could set it up. And, you know, it's just, it's also kind of fun to um, life plan with them and envision.
3: Through are a guide.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs>
0: Cool. where else where else do we want to go
1: um i guess there's the you want to redo on not trying out for the club tennis team in college
2: oh yeah that i guess it's not so much about like the not trying out but the lesson i learned from it so you know it was one of those like early weeks in college and um, you know, it's kinda like, oh, like what clubs am I gonna join and what activities am I gonna do? And there's you know, flyers for everything and there was one for club tennis and I had played tennis throughout high school. So I was like, well, I could probably I could probably do that and that'd be kind of cool and kind of fill that like that void that I'd have for, you know, being on a team or being part of a group. Um and I don't know, I think I just got too nervous or something. I just remember the day that um tryouts came up and I was like, No, I you know, I just I don't think I'm gonna be good enough. And so I just didn't go. And I after that, I was like, I was so mad at myself because so I'm like, well, why didn't I even just try? Um, and like to this day, I just think about like, oh, like what if I had, you know, gotten on the team and um, had all that fun, you know, traveling and playing this playing a sport. But um, I think what I got from that was just, you know, if you're thinking about applying for something or trying out for something or just doing something new, like just do it because it's nice to have the option to say yes. You know, if you get the job or you, you know, you get on the team or whatever. Um, versus just never knowing or never trying. Um, So yeah, that's, you know, when it came time to apply for jobs, I think that helped because it was like, I'm just gonna apply for everything. That way I can kind of have my pick from, you know, whatever I get, I can at least say I tried or be able to pick what I want to do.
3: Cool. You mentioned also on here going out to eat good food. (laughs) What is good food to you?
2: Honestly, i I don't want to call myself a foodie because I don't I don't know. It's like I can have terrible quality food and I can have great quality food. and I just I like eating is basically what it comes down to. And um, even more specifically, like it's so nice when I don't have to
1: cook. So <laughs> I will
2: appreciatively and gratefully eat any food that like I didn't have to make myself because, you know, I'm I'm cooking like, well, I cook 100 percent of the meals we eat at home and then, you know, occasionally we'll go out. So just got a yeah. special
3: favorite out there type of food
2: um i i think i'm just a big pizza lover, pizza lover. <laughs> yeah um uh-huh. yeah we like we go to mod quite a lot mod is yeah
0: deep. and there's a new
2: one
1: in
0: uh, yes, springfield yes yeah. there's
2: one on is it mohawk or olympic yeah, Mo- or olympic yeah. yeah so yeah that one's you know a little bit closer than the one in oak to us so maybe we'll frequent that one a lot more but yeah there the pizza plus that blackberry lemonade they have. I mean, that's good. Uh, that's funny. Yeah.
0: Do you have a style of pizza you like or like New York style or Chicago or
2: Um, just any kind? I mean, I, I you know, Maude, I guess is like the thin crust. And so, um, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> just any kind of pizza, I guess. I, I probably stir away more from, I don't like thick crust or stuffed crust or anything like that.
3: Is it, is it enough of the love to get your own pizza oven? I was gonna say we
0: that Chuck has a one. Cool
2: gift, huh? Chuck Do you guys has, have one?
0: Chuck has one and I have one. We could make you some oh, man. pizza sometime. Man. Yeah, no,
2: that that sounds like a fun specialty thing to have at home.
0: I'm not bragging, but we geek out on that stuff for sure.
2: <laughs> 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 and you guys have the drink area too, right? Like the soda, like Italian sodas. You guys have something, right?
0: And we have an ice cream machine too.
2: Okay, yeah. So your house has all the things that like probably my dream kitchen would have. <laughs> pizza oven, ice cream maker. I'm like, I'm big on drinks. So.
0: Yeah, we'll have to have you over sometime, and the De and we'll make some pizza and ice cream. Yeah,
2: yeah. that cool. sounds great. <laughs> awesome.
0: Lauren, I uh, I wanted to know a couple of things about your favorite calling so far has been working with the Sunbeams, which that was one of Camille and I's favorite callings, too. And then part two of that, you, you'd like to serve with the young women sometime. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I haven't really had many callings, so I didn't have a lot to choose from, Um, but yeah, Sunbeams, I mean, they're just so cute, and I think it was also extra fun because I didn't have my own kids at the time, so, um, you know, classic to put the newlywed couple in with young kids. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they're just fun, and it's like so... Did that happen
0: to you too, Chuck? Because it happened (laughs) to us. When we were newlyweds,
3: Sunbeams. Oh, you know what? Cub Scouts. Cub
0: Scouts, Mm -hmm. okay. the
2: time.
3: (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I feel like it's either, like, Sunbeams, Scouts, like, nursery, you know, somewhere yeah. they kind of they find that place for those newlyweds. Um, yeah, and I just always think it'd be fun to hang out with young one. In my mind, I feel like I'm still, like, 19 or 20. I feel like I am still young. I mean, I am, but, like, not quite as young as I think. Um, <laughs> and so, like, the other day, you know, Lexi DeLuna had to explain... I don't know some word or some term and I was like oh man if I hit that stage of life where like I'm no longer the one who has to roll my eyes and explain what something means like someone's explaining something to me and I still (laughs) am like leaving like I just I don't quite get it I don't think I'm gonna have to go google it later and you know hopefully nothing bad comes up
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know just stay young at heart yeah
0: and don't blame me for that Lexi and uh, Brandon DeLuna coach me on slang all the time Mm -hmm. so you know
1: even I don't know half the slang that's used. Yeah, so, so the slang is needless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was My their daughter. dog's name,
2: with Riz. And she's like, Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, your appeal, you know, to get a, no, a spouse, but like, you know, to get a partner. I'm like, Huh? So it's like games? So like, is like, you got game, but it's like Riz. Like, I still kind of don't get it.
1: I don't understand that at all,
3: but. <laughs> I think they just make it up just to.
2: Probably, you
1: know, probably. Just to be unique.
0: <laughs> all right, mental note. So, young women.
1: Oh, I, no, no, I'm
2: not, not I <laughs> <laughs> Still in the thick of babies and kids. Right, so.
0: right. No, I think, yeah. I'm not that mean.
2: <laughs> well, Chad would. Chad differ, would argue cause... with that. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what what is it about uh, so is it is it just kind of that connection and being able to you know enjoy kind of uh, being able to relate to the youth and
2: yeah I think just yeah relating to them um, I just feel like I have such vivid memories of being that age and having certain people to look up to who just I don't know they just like made me feel included um and like I guess special just you know like it always made me feel good when someone older or you know they probably they probably don't want to be called old but you know people in their 30s it's just like when they take an interest in someone young it's like oh like you just kind of feel special when they like remember the sports you do or they just um are so excited to talk about what's going on at high school or something you know I don't know and yeah it just kind of helped me feel young still yeah
0: I think that's totally relatable i I had a lot of experiences like that, too, where just mentors, especially if maybe you don't have, for me, like, you know, the, the parental influence all the time at home. It was meant a lot. You know? mm-hmm. um, I think we have to hit at least one more question here. And, Christina, I'm looking at you a bit because we always ask about the favorite color.
1: Right? Yeah, on Drew's <laughs> behalf. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite color? And oh, yeah. Is there a reason behind
0: it <laughs> now what does mint blue come
1: you know like um i don't see
2: any in here actually but <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. a icy minty blue it's like turquoise blue but kind of like calmer um I, usually i wear some version of it but not today i don't know it's think of like gum maybe <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know what you mean they, yeah. they're boys but they I think don't understand I think <laughs> It's I mean, yeah, peppermint? people might say it's more green than blue somewhere in there. Yeah. It's more, I, I would say it's more blue than green. It's more like a light blue with a touch of turquoise. Yeah. I'll have to pay attention.
2: I'll try and <laughs> find right? like something. Easter blue. She's Easter, wearing mint probably.
1: blue today. Yeah, but, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Easter blue. <laughs>
1: probably the closest thing. Because
2: it's kind of fun, yet calming, yet a little bit whimsical.
1: So, is there a reason behind it besides that? Or
2: um i don't think i have any reasons no i just i tend to gravitate towards it like at one point i realized like my phone my water bottle my bag my (laughs) like like at one point everything i owned was this color i'm like you know i think this is my favorite color
3: and when did you realize it was mint
2: (laughs) well you know i when i was younger my i painted my bathroom this like really kind of probably bright, obnoxious turquoise. I mean, it was like the perfect color to me at the time, but you know, at some point I matured and I'm like, you know, let's, let's uh, take it down a notch. And so <laughs> the more pastel-y version of the turquoise feels, you know, more grown up to me.
3: Okay. And somewhere along the paint bucket said mints blue, or? <laughs>
2: oh, well, you or, know. Or you just kind of
3: make that relation up yourself,
2: or? Oh yeah, I didn't, I don't really know what to call it. Cause turquoise is like too bright too dark and mint blue, just is like the lighter version of it. I don't, I what don't even know if just yeah. Yeah. That, Christina.
3: That yeah. cool feeling or something. <laughs> sure. Sure.
2: You, you'd have to see it. You, you don't so. understand so this is probably a good thing. Like I still feel
0: good, we'll but go I thought i have to explain <laughs> with, <basically>
1: with you.
0: <laughs> Chuck and I are here to make you feel good. Good. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> why we did it this way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. got yeah, the extra that's at the tip of your mind
2: um i feel like i had all kinds of ideas you know like the few days leading up to this i was like oh i better make sure that i talk about this and this and like this will be nice and spiritual to talk about but you know it's all it's all gone from my no. mind that's i have no idea
3: fun. now <laughs> what about questions from you then
2: Oh, questions from me. Well, you know, I realized I left this one blank, so I kind of want to ask you guys, um, what is the most interesting thing you're learning about currently?
0: Oh boy. I can dive in. I can do mine. All right. I am super geeking out on longevity right now. Like
2: living a long time?
0: How to live healthier and longer. Um, I'm kind of at a point where I'm not going to say I mastered my craft or whatever, but I, I understand family medicine to some extent to where I feel competent at least. And now I'm just super interested in what helps somebody live to be 90 or 100 and still be healthy and running and enjoying life. So I'm super excited about that.
2: Yeah, you hear those stories about people like, "Oh, I smoke a pack of cigarettes, you know, a day, and uh, eat all the things with butter." But <laughs> I'm sure that's not the answer.
0: I will say the second thing definitely
3: resonates with
2: me.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, um, I'm getting into uh, back to schooling for uh, getting into AI. So mm. it's interesting, all the uh, different types of programs out there that are doing their thing for the artificial intelligence and uh, the ethics behind it. Uh, oh, Christina was just creepy. enlightening me about some ethical things that are discussing in school.
1: Yeah, we read an article and it's creepy. Very creepy. In my a- AI is creepy. Yes, it's very creepy. It's just a program. Okay. <laughs> so, like
2: what's something unethical that's going
1: on? I don't know. Like throughout the article, it was just kind of like, them talking to like this person and it eventually sa- starts saying like, Oh, I love you and everything and then it was just so creepy how it starts saying stuff. It was like, Oh, but I'm married, but and then the AI was saying, Well yeah, but you're not happy with them because they're not me and it just kept I don't know. It was very creepy. Like how they
2: take on their own minds all time Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I find it it
3: creepy. I can see that because there could be like okay. Oh dear. It's based on what is trained on.
1: Mm-hmm. and
3: if, mm. if it's trained on current society then yeah it's going to be failing society <laughs> and uh, and then yes I guess there's an ethical issue of its uh, potentially catching someone's interest in that shouldn't be caught mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. because you know the human brain will go in that direction too but like, i love you you know it the, the the chat bot is saying that because it's programmed it too but at the same time the person on the other end is like exactly. feeling that love and uh-huh. then you're making a connection maybe you shouldn't be making you know, like, like it knows
2: what we want to hear it's, even though know, it's like the wrong thing
3: it, it, i mean it knows, it knows what you want to hear, good but good. at the same time, maybe you shouldn't be hearing it. It's like Facebook and all those, uh, mm. their, their experiments, all the, with the algorithms populations, and algorithms, yeah. you know, they're giving what you want, but it's not in your best interest. I'm mm. hearing
2: excuses. <laughs> so, where do you do? You, are they going back to like an online college or how, like, where are you learning this?
3: Oh, um, yeah, I'm uh, taking um, some uh, classes at. Uh, yeah. Jones Hopkins. Okay, cool. um, so it's online, online cool. class. So, um, yeah, I've got, got a couple more years. <laughs> I can only take a class a term cause I'm old. Aww, <laughs> <poor> <laughs> you. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. takes a lot of time.
1: I'm thinking, and I can't really think of anything, I guess. I'm taking psychology this semester. Ooh, so far, we've mainly covered the history of it, but like the history is so interesting, and like what they did for like mental health mm-hmm. way back then. So, like, the like, like hole in the, the head. Oh, the ice cream <laughs> <thing Yeah>.
0: treatment.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So weird, but it's interesting. That's a cool deal that was right there. <laughs> that was way back then. That doesn't count.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure.
1: Not yet.
0: <laughs>
2: it's kind of like during like World War II when the Nazis would use the uh, twins. Yes. Well, the mang, mang, Dr. Mango, I forget Maybe. his name, but yeah, all kinds of science experiments were <laughs> done on people, not not necessarily wanting to do those experiments.
3: Yes, on the, like the POWs or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, not just the, them, uh, I guess uh, some of the Japanese doctors were doing
2: mm-hmm. some
3: similar stuff as well. Bummer.
2: Yeah, let's take a dark turn. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's <laughs> that. bring it back. Bring it back. Lauren, I, I
0: wanted to move to our last question, if that sounds okay. Yep. Um, so the show is called The Connection. We always end with the question, how has being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints helped you better connect with our Savior?
2: Um, yeah, I think for me, becoming a member, it has made Jesus Christ an actual real person to me. Um, I think before when I was, um, you know, kind of casually going to churches with friends or, um, you know, only understood a little bit about um, Jesus Christ, it was kind of he's like this vague idea and sort of like, you know, I kind of understood like, oh, you're supposed to pray to him or something. You know, I didn't really understand what he, who he was or what he did. I had no idea what the atonement meant. Um, And so becoming a member, it just has made him just real and accessible. I think it's um, the focus that we have on him is just like that. He's the most important thing that we need to understand like and how his atonement works and what it means in our life. Um, And I think it's just it's just been that was kind of like the pivotal moment for me, just knowing getting to know who he is. And understanding his role in my life, and um, yeah, being able to connect with him, and
0: what yeah. does help you connect with him? I, everybody's different. For me, it's like walking around the park behind our house is actually where I'll have my talks with God <laughs> and and try to connect with the Savior. What helps you?
1: Yeah, I
2: I think it is just in small moments. Like I I'm not someone who has these huge grand spiritual experiences um and I'm not really great at all the things I should be doing um I, I sorry to say bishop I don't pray like super consistently I'm not like in my scriptures super consistently I'm like just at this point in my life I'm really bad about that but I do I just feel like throughout the day just little things I'll be like oh thank you heavenly father or um I don't know just you know the term tender mercies I just feel like I I notice those and it just makes me feel close to him and Um, yeah, I'm sure at some point I'll get better about, you know, actually like reading and learning from the scriptures. But for right now, it's just the the moments that I have with my kids and my family and, um, you know, where we live, we have, um, we're on quite a bit of acreage. And I think just all the beauty that we have over there and kind of seeing um, the circle of life with the various animals we have is just very, very, um, a great way for me to learn.
0: Well, I will say, Lauren that although it's great and we get amazing information from the scriptures and that'll come with time. I think those mindful moments of just acknowledging him and saying, I like what you did there, or thank you for that. You know, I I think that goes so far in developing our relationship. And um, I I don't want to say anything trumps the scriptures or anything like that, but I think that we need in addition to all the learning we have in the church, we need to actually seek that personal relationship. So
3: I think that's a great way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's actually pretty good too, because sometimes it's almost like you're in a, um, almost like in a constant prayer in a way, um, by having yourself open just, you know, that little bit. It may not be a full-blown prayer, but uh, going all throughout the day with your mind, you know, with those floodgates way open to, to Heavenly Father, you um, that it just keeps you connected all the time to some
2: degree. so, yeah. yeah,, I think at some point and it kind of it clicked in my mind, I'm like, well, how would I feel if I was to be in a room with him? Like, would I feel comfortable? Would I feel okay talking to him, like looking at him, like you know just being near him? And so I think uh, that's been a little bit of my focus lately is just like, I want to feel comfortable thinking that like he's here with me. And so it kind of helps me dictate, you know, my thoughts and my actions and how i'm living
3: that's good i think I mean, sometimes some people may focus too much on prayer and then hard life
2: mm-hmm.
3: and so it could be a, a situation where some people are just turning their mind off you know towards Heavenly father but they know they should say you know prayers and stuff and so they may have you know their, their actions may be could be questionable or something like that. Um, but then at the end of the day, you know, they're like, oh, I must do my prayers, you know, and they'll, You know, they'll open it up. Maybe they'll reset their minds a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, they will might get in the habit again of shutting it off and, you know, going full bore with how life is, and then so on and so forth. But being able to have that passive mindset of keep, you know, that connection always going. I think that's a good way to, yeah, have consistent good decisions yeah, so <laughs> yeah. thanks for coming on the pod
1: yeah I appreciate well, it this was fun day.
0: um and we didn't talk about taylor swift the whole time
2: well yeah probably a good thing that lexi wasn't here
0: yeah part two we'll we'll have lexi <laughs> bring it up we actually did like hum taylor swift songs my my youngest son was like actually on the way home from uh mount bachelor today he was humming up and making us guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Shout out to Taylor Swift.
2: Well, we oh, yeah. I'd like to play that game. Later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should ask him. All right. In this episode of the Connection Podcast, we're on most podcast carriers, so please like and subscribe. The show's art is done by Joel Boreen, and the music is provided by Drew Boreen. We look forward to
1: connecting to you next time. Until then, take care.